0: Who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Today, we're going to have a very candid discussion about American foreign policy, about the Russia Ukraine crisis and how it may have actually been a victory for Russia and a loss for America because we were played by the old KGB agent that Vladimir Putin is. We've got an incredible lineup of uh, guests, starting off with the former defense secretary of the United States, the last acting defense secretary for President Donald Trump. Chris Miller's here. He was a fighting soldier, Green Beret, on the front lines, rose up all the way through the Pentagon, and eventually became the acting defense secretary at the end of the Trump administration. He has some very big ideas about how we push back the bully that Vladimir Putin is push back the losses of prestige that we've gained or inherited through the failures of the Afghan withdrawal, how we push back on China, how we reassert American power in a world that right now feels a little bit inflamed and uncertain and upset that America, normally the leader, isn't leading the way it always has. Peace through strength feels more like Peace through appeasement right now, and it doesn't seem to be working. So, first up, we're going to have Secretary Christopher Miller. He is always a colorful, fun, thoughtful interview. He is a strategic thinker. He's uh, candid about everything about the state of our weaponry, state of our procurement, the state of readiness for our troops, the future of warfare. Always a big, big interview. I'm really looking forward to that. And then we've had two great guests on the television show with Amanda and I, Just the News, Not Noise, on Real America's Voice. I want to bring them both to you back to back. First up is Walid Faris. Waleed is a national security expert. He has testified before Congress, the United Nations. He's advised presidents Mitt Romney. Donald Trump has worked with the FBI on counterterrorism. He is a very big picture thinker about the state of the world, and he has a lot of thoughts about what's going on with Russia, China, the southern border, and its potential security things. It's a great follow from Chris Miller. I think he'll pick up some of the themes from Chris Miller. So we're going to play that interview we had last night on the television show, and then I want to go back to the story. I I was on Sean Hannity last night, been writing a lot about this. The Hillary Clinton revelations in the latest Durham report are so important, we grabbed Congressman Lee Zeldin, currently running for governor of New York, Republican, one of the people who worked with Devin Nunes and Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows to get the truth out and to unravel the magnitude of the lie that was the Russia collusion case. Congressman Zeldin had some very strong thoughts about why John Durham's investigation is so essential and what is being revealed, even in a simple court filing about legal conflicts. Speaks volumes to what may really have happened to this country. I got to—I broke a lot of the news. I get a lot of credit for it. I was so lucky to work with Sarah Carter early on in my reporting on this. She's a tremendous reporter, and uh, I will forever be grateful for my time with her. But as bad as we documented it we're now learning it was far, far worse. And I think Congressman Lee Zeldin really captured that in our interview on the television show. So great show today. We're gonna to have a full half hour with Chris Miller, and then we're gonna play two really important interviews we've done on the new TV show, Just the News, Not Noise, on Real America's Voice. You can watch it at 6 p.m. every night. Two interviews back to back. Walid Ferris, great national security expert thinker, advisor to presidents and the United Nations and Congress. And then Congressman Lee Zeldin rounds out the show with a very big and important interview about the revelations of the Durham thing. We can't let that fall through the cracks. We're seeing a lot more mainstream media picking it up in the last 24 hours. NBC News, Wall Street Journal, others did it. And I said this on Hannity last night. If John Durham proves what he says he has in these court filings, from the indictment to the most recent filing, if he proves it, the headline for history will be very simple. The Clinton machine spied on Donald Trump, and then the Clinton machine lied about it. Spied and lied. The legacy, if he can prove it. And again, all the people who are accused and fingered, they deserve the benefit of the doubt until all the proceedings play out. But if John Durham turns out to prove what he has now put in these court records, the Clinton machine will have spied on Donald Trump in ways unimaginable, because they not only spied themselves by pulling the records and using Christopher Steele, they then weaponized and activated the FBI and the intelligence community to keep the ruse going. And it looks like John Durham is starting to build that conspiracy case that there are lots of people and the goal was to take information that at the very least was suspect, if not knowingly wrong, and feed it into the system and force the system to turn against Donald Trump, not only to harm his election chances, because that obviously didn't work. He won. But to hamper the beginning in the middle of his presidency, that's what it is. I think Lee Zeldin captures a lot. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, the former secretary of the Pentagon, Chris Miller, joining us. Buckle your seatbelt. It is going to be a wild and fun interview. All right, We'll be right back. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered... That scammer has forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign-up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected, again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34-plus plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text JUSTNEWS to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it... Gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends, who I trust more than anyone, at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to ninety eight ninety eight ninety eight right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Very excited to have our next guest join the show again. He is the former acting defense secretary. For Donald Trump. Uh, one of the really great strategic minds in the defense and foreign policy space. Joining me right now is Chris Miller. Chris, great to have you on.
1: John, I can't thank you enough. I, I think you're probably scraping the bottom of the barrel, my friend. Henry Kissinger <laughs> Henry Kissinger, or Richard Haas probably couldn't dial in, but uh, I'm just uh, a
0: bro- I think you're going to hold just, your own, my friend.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a broken down old army green berets <laughs> watching this this thing happened over there in the ukraine and just bothers me greatly and i'm glad that you're digging in a little more because so many of the stuff i watched some of the shows this morning you know and they get their 30 second sound bites you know, like we need to go a lot deeper into this oh
0: it's so much more complicated and consequential
1: yeah this isn't just some sort of thing that this isn't just some political chew toy here this is really important man i mean this is this could set the trend for for future foreign policy in the united states europe the world for for the next generation we got to get this right yeah
0: i've heard you say this that you see you view this moment that we're in right now as a munich moment and meaning you know it, it has you know perhaps the, one of the most consequential moments since the end of the cold war describe why it's so perilous why it's so important uh, in this moment in history
1: well, right, John. You know, Mark Twain said uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. This really rhymes like nineteen thirties Europe with Hitler bullying everybody, and you know that the famous uh, nego- quote unquote negotiations they had at Munich, where uh, the British Prime Minister came home and and said peace in our time. It seems it seems to rhyme a lot like that, and this is just such. What we're seeing is this this guy Putin. I mean, he's just straight up bully. He's like Hitler was in many ways. I know you're supposed to be very careful with those analogies, but I'm talking about foreign policy wise and and how he deals with his competitors. And he's just straight up bullying the heck out of us right now. And I kind of, like I said, you know, it doesn't repeat, but it seems to rhyme. And that's what worries me is if we get this wrong. And, you know, back then in the 30s, they're like, uh, nothing much to see here. But boy, I'll tell you what, you know, we fought the greatest war in the history of the world uh, because we got that wrong. And, and we've got to kind of uh, my, my concern is we're being too soft and we're, we're not really taking this as seriously as we should.
0: I've heard a lot of people say, "Listen, the, the primary doctrine of the Reagan Bush era was peace through strength, uh, and and then it was resurrected in the Trump years on your watch when you you were acting defense secretary working in, for the administration." But the Obama and Biden years seem to be a lot of peace through appeasement. Do you see that? Do you, is is that that stark of contrast in terms of the policy positions of the uh, the last two Democratic administrations versus the last four or five Republican administrations?
1: I I never understood that lead from behind thing. That didn't make any sense to me. Uh, Hey, by the same token, though, uh, Cold War's over. Cold War's been over for 30 years. NATO, you know, President Trump was really adamant that they needed to pick up their game on uh, security. So, uh, you know, I I guess I I don't want to be too hypercritical, but I have a different kind of opinion we had this idea that foreign policy and national security, John, are these really arcane topics that only, only the elite can understand. You have right. to have your PhD from like Harvard or, or from Princeton. I'm telling John, there is nothing confusing about this. Anybody who remembers being on the height on the junior high playground back in their day knows what's going on. And power is power. And hey, John, I'm all about an era of perpetual peace. I was a career soldier. Right. There's, that cliche, there's that cliche, right, about like, oh, only soldiers uh, understand the cost of war. That's ridiculous, by the way. American public realizes that as well. But, you know, we are in this Hobbesian era right now where power matters. And, and that's what concerns me. And kind of your point is it, it, it's kind of it's uncomfortable at times, but strength is some of the only thing that these bullies understand it's just like being on your junior high playground yep. how do you how do you handle a bully you got to stand up to
0: him and john what
1: we're doing we're playing this game right now i don't understand it
0: yeah all right you get 10 minutes with president biden and uh he says how do i fix this mess i got with russia what are you going to tell him to do what do you want to do to send that a punch in the nose to that bully and let him know we're not fooling around
1: that 's an hilarious question. thanks for asking it because of course uh, we those of us that have uh, served and been involved in these things have not had any outreach right. from the uh, current administration. Uh, I just want to highlight I guess you 're bringing up a picking on a, uh, some scabs for me because we really felt strongly that uh, if America does well. You know, if this administration does well, foreign policy-wise, America does well. And, you know, there used to be that whole thing. I think Truman was the guy. Truman was like, politics stop at the water's edge. I really believe that. And uh, I'd love to have the opportunity to provide some advice, but, of course, that's not going to happen. But this this, to me, is pretty simple. And, you know, Vladimir Putin is playing an enormously bad hand of cards exceptionally well. I mean, he's got, like, John, he's got a pair of deuces, right? He's right. acting like he has a royal flush, <laughs> and he just keeps bluffing. Yep. So I, I'd say, Mr. President, for heaven's sakes, don't overthink this. Don't overthink this. The Cold War is over. We're not going to start a nuclear war by pushing back. These people are really stuck, I think, in this deterrence theory that they all learned back you know, over the last 50, 60 years. Right. And I'd say, you know, in the in the American uh, national security enterprise, we call there are four elements of power. It's called the dime, D for diplomacy, I for information, M for military, E for economics. Those are the four elements that you have to align. That's what strategy is all about, getting those things aligned and using those. Right, John? So here's the thing. We we're doing diplomacy. I love me some diplomacy. You got to do that. Information sure. they're kind they're kind of wiping us out, and you know that we can do better. We're trying the best we can. Military. He took it off the ta- John. He took it off the table. Yeah. So, how does this work? When you go, let's say we're going to go buy a used car, and I walk in. And I'm like, hey, listen, I know you want $20,000 for that car. I'm willing to pay $25,000 and not one penny more, except maybe I will pay more if you make it really difficult for me. So we've taken, we go into these negotiations with, normally you say everything's on the table, right? We went into these things. President Biden and his team went into this going, actually, military's off the table. The thing a bully fears most is power. Yep. And he's ready to handle the economic warfare element. Information-wise, he's pretty much taken us to town. And diplomacy is all that left. But diplomacy doesn't work unless you're using all the other elements. So I'd be like, here's the thing. I'm talking too much, I know. But doggone, I'm so passionate no, about
0: I'm, I No, listen, I, I can't wait. I, I want to hear this strategy. What would you put? It's
1: amazing. You know, it's not. It, it's not so much a strategy right now but we've got to, we've got to push him back and we've got to sig- we, he has to know that we're serious we've got 10 army divisions that are sitting around doing absolutely nothing one of them is in the uh, process of deploying excuse me, to uh, to Europe right now, the 82nd Airborne Division. But we have these other divisions that are sitting around. You know, we remove them all out of Germany. We used to have darn near 500,000 people yeah. over in Germany, military people. Now we've got just a handful. So here, here, I'd say, here's the deal, Mr. President. Go on TV right now and say, dear Vladimir Putin, thank you for your interest in Europe. We're very interested as well. Uh, I am going to redeploy. Three of our army divisions back to Europe. One is going to go to Poland. It'll be there in about a couple months. The second division is going to go to Lithuania. Lithuanians are very concerned about this. Job. They are, nope, and, they and so they they'd be happy to host this and they're going to be there by the summer and by the new year we're going to have our third division it's going to be sitting in the ukraine i look forward to your call soonest that would absolutely <laughs> blow putin's mind and it would completely desynchronize him because john right now we're on the defensive we're yeah. reacting just like football defense gets you only so far then you have to have something that the, that your opponent responds to so that's in summary you know we've got to go on the offensive across all of those elements of power, and the military one. I'm sorry, I I prefer, much prefer to keep everybody at home, and do things differently. But we're at that kind of pivotal moment in history where we have to think about uh, maybe reinforcing Europe for a bit before the Europeans pick up their game, because they've got they've they've got to
0: start paying more on this. Yeah. That's what President Trump really made progress on with you and others working at the table. So three divisions get deployed to Europe. Vladimir Putin's going to take a very clear message. This isn't a cat and mousing game. This is a bulldozer game now. And he doesn't have the economy to keep this going, too, right? That's one of his other problems, right? He's an energy-only economy and a creaky one at that. Getting into a big escalation of troops actually makes it impossible for him to keep uh, keep pace with us. Isn't that correct?
1: Absolutely. Can't do it. Um and we're not, here's what you, Here's what the opponents will say. Oh, this will be, we'll be on the escalation ladder to nuclear right. war. No, we're no. not. This is not the Cold War. This is just, this is Sopranos 101. I mean, Godfather is, <laughs> all you need to do, yeah. all you need to do is watch this, a couple episodes of The Sopranos or watch Godfather and you understand Vladimir Putin.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's very true. And it's funny, so many people I've talked to in the last few days privately about this all advocating the same thing, that a show of force will push this guy back because he doesn't really have anything to play with. And, you know, we also have some things in our back pocket if we really wanted to, like take away some of his energy business. Let's start exporting natural gas more to Europe and give the Europeans a, a worry that they don't have to rely on the Russians. And Vladimir Putin will go away pretty quickly. A lot of people have been telling me that privately. You're the first person to put it out there just so straight and forward. And I think it's really valuable to have this conversation. What is it about the Biden team? And I I, I want to point out something for our listeners because people forget this. The last, the only two times in the last uh, 15 years that. Vladimir Putin has acted up is when Joe Biden's been on the watch, right? They uh, they acted up in Ukraine in 2014 when Joe Biden was in charge of the policy. Now he's president. They're acting up the whole time during the Trump years. Didn't mess with Ukraine at all. What is it that gave Vladimir Putin the desire or the idea that Biden's an easy prey to pick on? I'm
1: going there. I'm sorry. And I'm probably going to get a little little loud and obnoxious in your, your, <laughs> your list. Your so it's good to warn them are, in advance. Yeah, your listeners are going to drop off, but it all comes back to the president and his team's method for ending the war in Afghanistan. It all comes back to that, John. Now you'll get, you know, the foreign affairs people in these their their journals and and their salons. They'll say, "Oh, it's much more complicated than that." No, it's not. The world, our enemies and our opponents, looked at how hand handed and horrible that operation went and said oh my gosh this team is feckless yeah. so what do they do they start pushing and they see what they can get away with if we would have handled that withdrawal appropriately which let me tell you this whole narrative like oh my you know you hear this thing like it was un. no one could predict the way it went that's that is yeah. complete garbage that is garbage wrong it is and so our opponents saw how we handle that and and of course our allies are like wow that's how the americans handle people that they fought with for 20 years so it all comes back to that afghanistan thing and you've seen it what do we see north koreans shoot missile about once a week right they poke us in the eye once a week you see the chinese communist party john you you follow the news. I mean, you're the guy. You're the news guy. I mean, yeah, no, you it's... know, so, you know, you're just the news. They will fly flotillas of jet yeah. aircraft toward Taiwan just just to see what we do. So it all, I'm telling you, it and Putin, he's sitting there going, huh, I don't think these people are going to stand up to me. Let me see what I can get away with. That's what I, so I think it all comes back to Afghanistan. You disagree with me?
0: No, every person I've interviewed over the last four months has said time and time again, Afghanistan is a 20-year consequential event. It'll take 20 years for America to really uh, recover from the weakness we showed and the emboldenment that we gave our allies. Every person I've talked to, I haven't found one, Democrat, Republican, they all agree. Were you struck, there's two things about the recent report that the Pentagon did, the after-action report. One is how starkly bad it was, right? Really, how bad the condition was. But secondly, it's as though the media didn't want to cover it. It's like, oh, okay, well, we really mess it up. We'll write about 600 words and move on. There was so little coverage to such consequential statements in that report. What's your takeaway from that report? Just how bad was it? We're we're living the
1: results right now. That report, I thought, was... Uh, I was surprised that they released it to tell you the truth because it was so truthful, you know, and I got, man, I did 20, I did 30 something years in the military or in the department of defense. And I know how that place works. And the fact that that got out with such kind of raw emotion. And let me tell you, I'm a veteran and I hang out with a lot of veterans and I also hang out with a lot of young people because I got kids in their twenties and they all, are just are really, really bothered by what happened there, even though, like you said, okay, 600 words, let's do a 30 seconds piece on this uh, at, it, it, at the end of the show. And they, I completely think the Biden team miscalculated on yeah. how much pride Americans have in trying to do things the right way and the fact that that was done so desperately. And here's the other thing, John, the way they talk to us, the way that like like we did we don't know they talk to like after afghanistan we would get these things like well you have to understand no I, the american people kind of understand uh well they absolutely understand so that report i'm i, I think it's really necessary and it's the first time we've kind of seen a balance come out from the narrative that's been established by by the biden team that oh it was nothing could have been done about it this is just how things work which is not true that's
0: no, not true
2: no, yeah, it
0: is pretty remarkable the defeatism that was that has been the constant response to the report. Oh, uh, no, it's the best we could have done. So we did the best we could. The president did that in the Super Bowl interview. and I'm like, really? You don't take anything away from this report because it was so candid. It was such a candid report. I want to flip to something that I know you experienced firsthand, and you've been such a cogent voice on, and that is the mindset of our Pentagon procurement military. Capabilities. There's a lot of concerns of people who've actually been in the shop like yourself. Of course, you were in the field, too, and that's really important as well, that we don't have uh, the mindset to build a modern warfare machine like we should, particularly when it comes to equipment and, and fighting gear. Uh, is that a real concern right now? And are, is there anyone in serious position of power trying to fix it?
1: No, there is no one in a serious position of power trying to fix it because the whole thing, the whole system right now is designed that 's the revolving doors. you know you make sure you make their five major defense contractors and they get you know eighty five percent of all the procurement dollars and the yeah. research and development dollars and uh, but i 'm telling John there are some wicked smart hard people that are have small businesses that are trying to develop technology against this flood of, you know, competition and the, the scale, the, the, the defense primes have their finger on the scales. Yeah. But I got a lot of hope. But here's the thing. I mean, they're lacking. The horrible thing about the American military is we generally don't make changes until we have a huge failure. Right. And this continued procurement of these gold-plated weapons that cost enormous sums, that's not the future. We're going back to a future of like small, unmanned, like these people that are working on these drones and this artificial intelligence and information operations. I mean, they're brilliant and they care, but they just can't break through because we have this system that only buys really expensive stuff. It worries me really i mean as much as with the foreign policy issue we're dealing with russia right now long term and the chinese communist party long term unless we change the way we do business in the military you know they talk about fighting the last war it's cliche but it's so true we're doing it we're doing it i'm really worried john
0: yeah i'm gonna ask this question are we prepared to fight a modern war where our enemy is using ai cheap unmanned drones uh, and, and flooding, you know, they I think their primary thing is to flood the system with quantities of armaments. And meanwhile, we've got these monster aircrafts in airplanes that seem to not work sometimes. Um, are, are we not capable of fighting a modern war if it were to ever break up?
1: You just, you just described it better than I did. It, we're going back to an era of quantity over quality. And that's, that's, the strategic pivot that's happening right now and i'll tell you this no we're going to get we're going to get scuffed up pretty good but here's the thing the american fighting person the fighting man and women i have absolute confidence that they will get the job done despite the errors of their leaders their political and their military leaders so let's be clear about that never count and everybody underestimates the united states military oh they're soft Boy, that's That's awesome. Oh, that's the biggest miscalculation. But if we go into a major war using all these gold plated systems that are going to get shot out of the sky or out of the ocean, and and literally, John, in the first 30 minutes, uh, it's going to be a tough slog. But the American fighting man and woman will still get the job done. I know that.
0: Yeah. But you see that early. I mean, this is something that's very stark because I've heard you say this elsewhere, and it's such an important. Point for people. You, you saw everything we had. You, the defense secretary, you saw the entire be- uh, field of what we have. Early on in a modern war, we take a lot of losses, don't we?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's going to be just devastating. The no- amount of casualties and loss. Yeah. yeah.
0: And we're not prepared no, my for
1: thing. That. No, my thing, though, is I. I've, my bumper sticker is the most important weapon system is the six inches between the ears of our fighting men. Yeah. men. And, and we So here's the thing, like Putin, he's not threatened by our tanks and our aircraft carriers and our planes. He's really threatened by a regular warfare, which means using cyber, which means using information, telling the truth about the crazy stuff that's happening in this country by supporting like the Ukrainians who are, you know, they're all they're after is freedom and liberty and supporting them in their efforts to maintain that, I mean, that's what scares the heck out of these autocrats. They, they're they not intimidated by our weapon systems. They can take those out, but they're really intimidated by, you know, the expertise of our people.
0: Yeah, they really are. The ingenuity, uh, particularly irregular warfare, that's the place where we've created so much incredible capabilities, and, and we, we don't get to see most of it because it's classified or it happens in the dark at night, but, boy, our special forces are some of the most amazing um, uh, teams that we have, and, and they're fighting in ways that we don't even know yet. Right? We, most Americans don't understand the incredible nature of it. Uh, one last thing, because intelligence has always been such an important part of our game plan, and it seems as though the strategy of the Biden administration in the last two months is to leak every piece of intelligence that we've gotten on Putin. By the way, some of it I think he's made easy for us to get, so you gotta wonder if he's been playing us. In hopes that by telling him, hey, we know what you're doing, he might not go and do it. Is that a really good strategy for our intelligence community, for human, for our SIGINT sources?
1: I was absolutely horrified, John, by those the use of that, which appeared to me, I don't know, I'm out of the business now, but right. it appeared to me to be pretty sensitive collection. Sure did. And I just... I just thought back, John, I try to be positive cup is half full, but I thought back to when, uh, the Trump administration was, uh, in, was running the show and how the intelligence community would just scream bloody murder just at the thought that, you know, president Trump or someone might misutilize intelligence, which John, I'm trying looking for an example. I can't recall any examples of just this ham handed, kind of compromise of sources and methods i can't i can't come up with it maybe your maybe your listeners can come up with something i don't I'd remember a time
0: know. and you know it's an overt strategy too that's the part about it, it wasn't like it was all oh, they lost control of some some bad apples it's like they intentionally did this i, I was floored by it
1: you were I, I was too yeah i was too okay i didn't know because i'm so close to it you know and i always wonder what you know People that actually work for a living and don't read, have to, you know, spend all their time in this stuff thing. So it's really good to hear that I would, I, I, like I said, I was a little concerned that maybe I was being too critical, but I was, I was gobsmacked by that.
0: There's no chance Trump gets away with it. If the Trump administration leaked one tenth of what's been leaked the last week, there would be hearings and David Ignatius columns, right?
1: Yeah. Don't get me started.
0: (laughs) I think we know the answer. You know, it's very interesting. I had Dan Hoffman, the former CIA station chief for Moscow, one of the true Russian tradecraft experts and he very much like what you said is that putin played the system because he saw weakness and he's probably achieved a couple things he figured out all the divisions in the west because like the germans in the united states aren't agreeing on things that's valuable for him to know long term but he also probably figured out what intelligence channels we were listening to based on the leaks and he's probably shut down a lot of human in that's what our premier tr- russian tradecraft expert you know says on the show here these are losses you that take it. years to make, right? You know, to get big gain back.
1: You called it. That's exactly. It's it's good to hear uh, that there are others that have recognized that it's uh it, it's just an extremely short sighted uh, approach, and it's frankly just hugely dangerous. And uh, whew, yeah, I I don't know how you recover from that one. And, yeah. Oh, so I, the final thing I was just going to say. Well, you're describing – that's the other thing. Is this – Putin just doing a huge reconnaissance effort? You described exactly what it could be. He's like, hey, I went down there. I saw everything, Pull everybody back. You know, when I was in Korea back in the day, like, that would have been 80 – I guess 88 – we used to go to our battle positions where we would fight out of every month. And I'm sitting here going, is Putin doing the same thing? He had his army go down there, recon, recon and drive around and figure out all their positions that they're going to fight out of. And just like you said, is this just some big reconnaissance effort so he's ready next time? I don't know. It's pretty concerning.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that that's what a lot of the people now that have the best view and aren't caught in the silliness of elitism and press conferences, but are looking at the intel and how we reacted, that there's a, a very strong sentiment that we got played in a big way. And it, it has down, just like Afghanistan had downstream <laughs> impact for a long time, Putin had got a lot of valuable information from this exercise to use in future, future warfare or future diplomacy. Um, really, really remarkable. Yeah. Last question, China. China's watching all this. They they made some big inroads and created a partnership with Russia uh, that we've often been able to forestall over the last 40 years. Uh, China probably comes out even more than Vladimir Putin, the biggest winner out of this era. Is that right?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I remember in 2000, I was uh, in Command and General Staff College, which is where you go to learn about strategy and policymaking. And one of the scenarios they brought up was what if the Russians and the Chinese partnered and we all just laughed that would never happen. And then when that, when I saw that meeting a couple of weeks ago, I just, my, I got sick in my stomach. I was like, we talked about this and poo pooed it and didn't think it would ever happen. It's amazing how this, this, uh, this bipolar, you know, thing of autocracy and totalitarianism is now kind of in alignment. It's the worst case scenario.
0: It is. You know, there's a lot of work ahead. But the good thing is Americans, uh, the, the American experience created something to fix this problem. It's called elections. And I have a funny feeling the next two elections are going to do a lot of self-correction uh, to the course of American uh, America's future. Mr. Secretary, it is an honor to have you on. Every time you come on, you bring... Big pictures and big ideas and uh, the idea, your call, to throw three regimens into Europe. I think a lot of people are going to look at that and say, that's probably what Ronald Reagan would have done 40 years ago. Uh, Great to have you on the show, too. It was such an honor.
1: Uh, Thanks, John. Thanks for what you're doing. Thanks to your audience for caring about this stuff, too.
0: Yeah, it's important stuff. And uh, we're grateful to have you on. We'll be be talking to you soon, for sure. Thanks. Take care. Uh, You as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us justnews. That's amac.us justnews, and extend the invitation to a friend or a family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit TNUSA.com slash Just News. That's TNUSA.com slash Just All right, folks, welcome back. I really enjoyed that interview with Chris Miller. Now, we're going to play... The full interview we had last night on Just the News, Not Noise, the great television show I co-host with my good friend Amanda Head. We had Waleed Faris, a very, very candid discussion about what's going on, and particularly one event that most Americans probably didn't read about. It was on the back pages of the newspaper. If it was in the newspaper at all, it probably wasn't on most of your newscasts. But the Russian Duma, the Senate in the Russian, they just voted. They just voted to ask Vladimir Putin to recognize Two new republics inside the sovereign territory of Ukraine. This is an effort to try to use political might, along with the military show of force they had, to carve up Ukraine and create a buffer system between Ukraine and Russia on the eastern side of the country. Unprecedented effort to literally pretend Ukraine is not a sovereign nation, or at least part of it isn't. What Waleed Faris had to say is so important. Listen up. Really great interview. Waleed, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me with you today. Yeah, it's a great honor to have you on. Listen, I want to start with something that really has caught a lot of attention. There's a lot of developments in the Russia-Ukraine thing President Biden just spoke. But away from us in Moscow, the, the Duma in Russia recommended to Vladimir Putin today that he recognize two separate republics inside Ukraine, a sovereign country. What's going on there? And why is that significant?
3: John, this is really the heart of the problem. This is really, to me, at least as an observer in geopolitics, the core of the problem Uh, more than anything else. By the way, I published an article in 2014 uh, projecting that East Ukraine will be actually what the uh, what the Russians would like, the Russian leadership, including, of course, the the Putin leadership. Uh, the goal in Moscow is at the end of the day is to support the the establishment of two republics, one in, uh, one in Lutensk and one in Donetsk. And the goal is to separate, to create a security zone between Russia and the rest of the West. They do anticipate that eventually, uh, Ukraine will be integrated into Europe, Western Ukraine that is. And therefore they are preempting by establishing those two republics now. The whole scenario about massing troops, about projecting that they may do an operation, which they may do, is about getting uh, the vote in Moscow, the Duma, as we just said, to release those two republics. And they're not going to join Russia, but they will become like Belarus, uh, other satellite of Russia.
4: Waleed, I think that a lot of our viewers look at this situation and they have war fatigue. They're tired of getting involved in other parts of the world and and altercations that take place. Is this something that we, other than the pipelines, the energy issues, is this something that we really need to be a part of to the extent that Biden has injected us?
3: We begin by 10 minus, you know, below zero. So we are not really at equal level with the Russians in that that, uh, field. Here's why. Number one, uh, measures should have been taken long time ago. I would say under even the Obama administration, this is where really it all started. But even under this administration, look where the trap is. The Biden administration cannot go too far in this issue of containing Russia and Ukraine because the Biden administration is partnering with Russia, with the Kremlin in the Iran deal. That's something that many have not even noticed. We are co-signing the Iran deal with Russia with all the input and all the, the money that it will be made by companies pressuring both governments. So Biden administration took us to the Iran deal, and now it has been paralyzed when it comes to Ukraine because it cannot undo this partnership with Russia because they will lose all the advantages they're getting in the Iran deal.
0: Yeah, such an important point. A lot of people don't put those two things together, but they're integrately intertwined. Um, The point man for this crisis we see on TV every day, Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor. You were with the Trump campaign in 2016 when he was helping form the fake story, the Russia collusion narrative. When you're one of our allies and you realize that the man that's right now running our national security is the guy that gave a three-year bogus story to the American public about Russia collusion. Does that erode the trust, the confidence that you have in President Biden's uh, point man?
3: Let me begin by there. I mean, Russia, China, Iran and other actors, they understand that we have a deep, deep division here and they operate based on this assumption that the Biden administration being before the Obama administration have gotten so deep in the fight, in an unusual fight inside the United States, including the Russia affair, including the uh, impeachment and all that stuff that they know we don't have a national... Uh, unity on, on domestic issues and also on foreign issues. So that alone is a problem, but certainly having been part of the uh, Trump campaign, having been also been part of the tensions that were uh, around during the investigations, uh, this does not you know, inspire you a lot of trust in what's happening. You, you need to have a team that has the trust of both sides, both camps, all the factions of American politics. That is not the case at this point in time, John. Mm.
4: Well, he, speaking of not inspiring confidence, to bring it back home a little bit at our southern border, DHS Secretary Mayorkas on a hot mic moment uh, kind of indicated that he is not in lockstep with President Biden and his policies. He, he feels like the border policies are unsustainable. Is that yet another indicator to the world that, that we have a, a feckless administration and as far as foreign policy?
3: Absolutely, Amanda. I mean, I'm observing what the world, the outside world is um, the way they perceive the Biden administration uh, policies on the border. It's, it's, it's the biggest national security problem. I mean, my expertise is foreign policy, but I can admit that the biggest one, the biggest crisis we're facing is the collapse, the, 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 the toppling of the Southern border Everybody, especially the rogue, especially those including the radicals around the world, we could name them, we have a long list here, do believe that we have a weakness. And that weakness is the fact that the federal government, the administration, let's put it that way, agrees with the idea that uh, masses of people will cross the border and will not go under any legal or any serious strategic uh, containment. So because of that, you have a group of these actors, including in Venezuela and Iran. Now, of course, the Taliban in Afghanistan and obviously the other intelligence services trying to place as many and as fast possible individuals who work with them inside our country. I mean, this is, I think, the biggest bleeding political demographic bleeding that the U.S. is facing at this point in time.
0: Wow, it is an amazing thing. We've got about a minute left for later. I want to ask you this. Today, the Israeli Prime Minister set foot in Bahrain, one of the many benefits of the Abraham Accords that were struck under uh, President Trump. Uh, Jared Kushner nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize today. How transformative are the Abraham Accords in the Mideast for the uh, decade to come?
3: Well, I was in the middle of this, you know, in the beginning of the campaign, mid of it. I've worked in the, on the original files of uh, for the Arab Coalition. I spoke with many leaders the saudis the uh, the uae of course uh, israelis and obviously members of the us congress the european parliament and i can tell you one thing historically if there is one project one initiative worldwide that is moving forward that is promising for peace and development and also countering the uh, the negative influence of iran of the muslim brotherhood is the abraham accord i myself i traveled to the uae and uh, to the region before. And I understand that this is really genuine. It's coming from inside a whole new wave of Arabs and Israelis and Americans, of course, who believe in uh, in coming together against the radicals. And that's what we're seeing today. The visit by a Israeli leader to, to Bahrain is just one of the steps going in the right direction. It's so
0: transformative, Walid. We appreciate all the great insights you shared with us and can't wait to get you back on the show real soon.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much, both of you. All right, folks, we're
0: going to take a quick commercial break. Really enjoyed Waleed Ferris. When we come back, the exclusive interview we had with... Congressman Lee Zeldin, one of the few people in Congress who went to the mat and proved that the Russia collusion story was wrong by getting the evidence, not by giving theories and soundbites, getting the evidence. He worked with Jim Dord, Mark Meadows, Devin Nunes, all the people who worked to get the truth out. You're going to want to hear from Lee Zeldin. By the way, he's doing an important thing right now. He's running for governor of New York. We're going to get an update on that as well. We'll be right back after this commercial break. That's uh, the code JustNews50 at Factormeals.com. One more time, Factormeals.com slash JustNews50. Use the JustNews50 code, and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors, particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way... Nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. So glad you joined us. We've got one more interview segment to go. I know we're going a little long today, but we have such amazing talent and amazing interviews that have been going on in the various annals of the Just the News family, our TV show, our radio show, the news site. I wanted you to hear from Congressman Lee Zeldin. He is one of those who played a major role in unraveling the Russia collusion case. And the latest revelations from John Durham, I think Congressman Zeldin summed them up better than anyone I've heard over the last few days. Listen up, I think you'll enjoy this segment.
4: Congressman Zeldin, welcome to the show.
2: It's great to be with both of you.
4: Our pleasure. Okay, so, so for a lot of people in America, this may seem like new news, uh, but you have been talking about this for a long time. John Solomon has been talking about this for a long time. A lot of the guests that we have on the show have been talking about this for a long time. Will the scales finally be removed for a lot of people, for a lot of people's eyes?
2: The good news is, at the very least, we're getting more information coming out from the government over the last few days. John Solomon could have told you much of this stuff years ago. Uh, so that part's a bit frustrating because it's been so long. We're, we're almost six years now into much of this story. Uh, now, sometimes investigations do take a long time that really test patience. This is one of those examples. At the very least, it's good that there's more information being acknowledged by the government. However, people aren't going to be satisfied if they just called a day because they want real accountability. They want to see prosecutions at the highest levels of the DOJ and FBI. It was clear that names like Comey and Clapper and Brennan and Hillary Clinton and her campaign, they were all tied up into this misconduct. Uh, you can't just call the day at this point you really need to follow through and bring those charges.
0: Yeah, so many people are clamoring for that. And it seems as though there's the beginning of a story of a conspiracy. You now see all these different uh, people that were working in concert, particularly with the Alpha Bank false story that somehow Donald Trump had this backdoor communication system with Putin, which he never did. Uh, When you see something like what was alleged this weekend that there were computer experts who had federal contracts and because they didn't like Donald Trump, they said so in their own emails, They were going to use the access they had to Americans' phone records to actually spy on President Trump, not only at his tower, at Trump Tower, at his home in New York City, but also in the White House. We had federal contractors spying on our own president. What did you think when you heard that?
2: It's illegal. This isn't just wrong. We're not debating where morality is, uh, of right from wrong of a political campaign. This stuff is illegal. Uh, and it all is just piled on to all of the other illegal activity. I mean, we, we've we seen your good work as it relates to uh, the FISA abuse, the uh, not just the launch of that investigation, the way it was expanded, the way it became a special counsel probe, uh, the Woods procedures not being followed, FISA judges not given all the information that they should. From Everything from the way that the Hillary Clinton email probe was shut down to the way that the Trump-Russia probe began, uh, there's just a lot of misconduct uh, that, that should result in people being prosecuted. I believe that they owe a debt to society, that we should not have two different scales of justice. And just because you're getting paid by Hillary Clinton, just because you are Hillary Clinton or you're associated with Hillary Clinton, you don't get some free pass from the justice system. Right now, there are people who are getting hauled into court because, you know, they made a right hand turn on red and they shouldn't have. And they're going before a judge pleading guilty and paying a fine. And just because, you know, Clinton is your last name or you're hooked into Clinton, free pass uh, with what is blatant misconduct.
4: Congressman, the the implication of this, I think, for everyday Americans is, if they can do this to a presidential candidate, a presidential administration, we would be very stupid to think that they wouldn't do it to us. Um, But another part of this is that this two-tiered system of justice, because Jake Sullivan appearing before the House Intel Committee, making these comments that, that for all intents and purposes seem to be patently false. So you would think that he would be charged with perjury and end up in the clinker but i think for a lot of americans maybe we're just jaded but i don't ever see it happening
2: well it's because he is supporting the democrat agenda he was signed on to the effort to take down donald trump if you uh, were part of this pledge to resist oppose impeach obstruct everything and anything if you want to help that along the way Uh, And before that, making sure that Hillary Clinton is elected and Donald Trump doesn't even get the opportunity to serve as president in the first place. That path is one where uh, people were just deciding you could do whatever you want. You don't have to follow rules that are on the book. It's uh, you're you're trying to get Hillary Clinton into the White House. So there's no misconduct that uh, comes with consequences so, uh, you know, it's it's said that it, based on uh, this unequal scale of justice, uh, you see that quote come to life, which is etched in stone on the side of the Department of Justice, when law ends, tyranny begins. Uh, and there are a whole lot of people frustrated. If Durham wants to make this right, uh, that frustration will turn into a warmed, patriotic heart uh, that at the end of the day that those who are in power responsible for investigating and prosecuting will follow the facts to the end. Uh, they will charge crimes that are on the books. And even if it goes up to the highest levels of the DOJ, DOJ and FBI and, and even into the White House, uh, that at the end of the day, you're going to charge those offenses and you're not just going to whitewash it because it was helping out the Clintons.
0: Yeah, such an important sentiment. Uh, you were, uh, Congressman, one of the first people that really talked about an open border makes every state a border state. And lately, there have been revelations that the illegal aliens who've been allowed into the country, not deported, kept here, are now being trafficked into places like Westchester County in your own state. How big an issue has this become for localities and municipalities? And what, it, well, how much of this will play into the 2022 election?
2: It's a big issue, and it should be a big issue as we're debating uh, fall 2022 options of who to vote for come November 8th. The balance of power in our federal government inside of our state capitals, uh, it's it's there at the ballot box for Americans to choose the fate and this battle for the heart and soul of our country and our states. So we should be talking about it. And, and the answer is that we secure our border better that we should finish construction of the border wall that the president and vice president should go to where the surge is the greatest and to talk to the people on the ground and to support our border patrol and our ice agents and to want to not just have a stronger border but ramped up interior enforcement our nation's backbone is our rule of law and in many respects our nation is lacking a backbone with the way that this administration is abandoning our rule of law Uh, We know what we want right now from those who are in power, and we're just not getting it. So Americans have that ultimate power at the ballot box to fire those who are in office who don't want to do anything about it. You ask, is it a a big issue inside of municipalities? Sadly, for some people who run the municipalities, they want to turn their city or their state into a sanctuary city or state, uh, and they don't want to do anything about it. Those people need to be booted out of office uh, their priorities are totally out of whack. They're panning to a far left agenda. And ultimately, it's not just about people crossing. It's also about things you care about. Fentanyl will then help secure our border. You care about uh, illegal arms trafficking. Well, a lot of it's crossing our border. Uh, a lot of people who are in power deserve to be as far removed from that position as possible uh, because they don't want to do anything about it.
4: Congressman, real quickly, um, over the last year, I think especially with Biden being in the White House and a Democrat control of the House and the Senate, I think that a lot of people have started to see the Democrat and the progressive agenda for what it is, perhaps the most demonstrable example being in Virginia. For you running for governor in New York, have you seen a demonstrable shift there as well?
2: Oh, huge. I could go to the reddest, most Republican, conservative county and group, but I could also be in the bluest, most Democrat, liberal county and group, and they're all talking about their breaking point. They feel like this one-party Dem rule is attacking their wallets, their safety, their freedoms, the quality of their kids' education. they don't feel safe on the street. They want to support law enforcement more, not less. As I go to different pockets in deeply blue New York City, They are talking about public safety and education as if they're conservatives. Uh, So we saw it in Virginia, November 2nd. But we also saw it in parts uh, of all throughout New York where these seats went blue to red. That's going to continue this November 8th when we save our state.
0: Yeah, that's so important, Mr. Congressman. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to have you back on. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider.
3: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
0: All right, folks, welcome back. It is time to wrap up the show. A big, big thank you for all the guests we had today. Former Defense Secretary Chris Miller, Congressman Lee Zeldin, and of course, Wally Ferris, one of the great national security minds in America today. Three great guests, a lot of big thoughts. I'm still thinking about this. Chris Miller calling for three regiments of troops to be deployed to Europe because he predicts it will cause Vladimir Putin to shrink back into his Moscow Kremlin back room. Pretty powerful statement. A lot of people think that's probably what ronald reagan would do i've heard a lot of people talking about this over the last couple days and of course wally ferris talking about the importance of the russia Duma vote, something most american media aren't covering that could be significant keep an eye on that and of course congressman zeldin like he always does captured the magnanimity, the importance of what john durham has been revealing in these rather routine court filings lots of big stuff there all right now before you go i'd like to make a quick pitch we ask all the time i get asked all the time how can we help what you're doing john we love your reporting we love the team at just the news love listening to the podcast like to tune into your new show with you and amanda i am grateful that you all do that it humbles me every day but i want to answer your question one thing you can do one thing you can do is support the advertisers and the sponsors and the partners who make this show possible. And why do you do that? Well, there's more than just, hey, that's good for John or good for Just the News, good for, it's good for you because almost every one of them has an amazing product, an amazing service, and they're giving some form of a discount to the Just the News family of listeners and viewers and readers. And so I got one of my favorite ones. Some people have been asking lately, is there a way to bring cryptocurrency into my retirement into my investment portfolio to it? And the answer is yes, with one of our partners called Alto, Alto Crypto IRA. You can trade crypto like Bitcoin and avoid and defer your taxes. That's a pretty good deal, right? That is the promise of Alto. They've got an incredible group of products. There are multiple ways to take advantage of crypto in your retirement, new emerging ways, and Alto has got it all very simply laid out for you. And so, if you're ready to take your investments to the next level and diversify like the pros do, trade without tax headaches, open an Alto Crypto IRA with as little as $10. 10 bucks. That's say, you know, that's your burger today. 10 bucks, you're in the business. How do you do that? Go to altoira.com. A L T O I R A.com/ just News. You are getting used to that slash Just News. That's the way you get so many advantages and special offers, right? That special URL. No one more time. That's altoira.com. A-L-T-O-I-R-A.com slash Just News. If you do it, you're going to start investing in cryptocurrency today. It'll be part of your retirement portfolio. What a cool opportunity. Something to think about. Big thank you to my friends at Alto for supporting this program just the News brand, the news that we do, all we're doing. All right, folks, that wraps it up. Three great guests. I'm exhausted. I got to go have a good drink of iced tea and take in all that I just heard from these incredible guests. We'll be back tomorrow with another show. Until then, may God bless you, and may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the US Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America.